Are you a sneakerhead? Yeah, boy! A baller? Ballin'. Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready, because we got all the details right here. Nice take by James. Oh, he stops! LeBron James puts it down in the face of James Johnson. Kevin Durant way outside. Delivers! Kevin Durant from downtown. It's a six-point game. And it goes off to Kobe. Good to ride Kobe underneath. Puts his nose on the line again. Makes the basket. He's fouled. Oh, what a play. And Kobe, after he was fouled, after the ball nestled in the net, he waved to a cameraman down in front. Says, take my picture, baby. Sixers running the break. Iverson accelerating to the jam. It's kicks and bricks where we got game on the streets, and on the court. Money's gotta be the shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. And here's your host, Jamel Cutler. What up, what up? Welcome to Kicks. Today we have a guy that's been all over your TV screen these last few years, and he's been featured in NBA 2K. My guy, Patrick Cage. What's up, my brother? How you doing? Fantastic, bro. How you feeling? I'm all right, man. You know, I'm living healthy, so I can't really complain. I feel that, man. I feel that. All right, so before we get into your acting journey, did you have any hoop dreams? Nah, man. I'm not going to lie. I was always pretty bad at basketball. Um, yeah, <laughs> football baseball as a kid but then uh arts really took over pretty pretty early so i kind of just uh-huh. pushed my focus but i mean yeah you play with the homies when you go outside on the weekends as a kid i mean yeah we're throwing a football in the street playing basketball like i said i'm better at defense when it comes to basketball <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like you're a hacker that's that's sound like to me yeah yeah i'm i'm an actor I'm, <laughs> yeah i can act like i can shoot it'll look good but i don't know if it's going in <laughs> I meant so um can you talk about like how did you get into acting when did you get bit by the acting bug I think uh probably like seven years old was when I got into it like I heard a a, an audition for the Lion King on Broadway on the radio and I convinced my mom to let me go and I got a call back and I just really was like yo this whole process is cool didn't get it but I was just like I wanted to see what it was like when you finish out that process and get to the end of it and then I got a, a agent when I was young, like seven years old. They got me out on some things, booked a couple commercials and was like, okay, this is kind of cool and kind of fell out of it later in life. But then when I was 15, 16, I was like, no, I think this is something that I would want to make a career. And I convinced my mom to let me go to homeschooling. She gave me a year and said, you have to book something, prove that you can do this. And then I'll let you do senior years homeschooled as well. And I booked a one line role on iCarly and she was like, that's not enough. <laughs> and, and so I had to, I had like that last summer and then I did a movie with Mario Van Peebles and she was like, all right, cool. Yeah, you can, you can do this. And from there, I think that was when it kind of hit that this is something that I can actually do if I continue at it and work mm-hmm. hard. So. For me, like the goats of acting is like the Pacinos, the Denzel Washingtons. But for you, like who are some actors that you looked up to? A hundred percent Denzel. I was actually just, uh, <laughs> watching just some clips of Denzel's acting, just stealing pieces from fences. Uh, but Tom Hardy, Will Smith as a kid, definitely was one of those people that I think a lot of us young actors looked up to. Um, Leonardo, Sam Jackson, 
uh, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. I mean, the, the list goes on and on of just people that I've watched and kind of uh, just studied what they've done, taken what they've done, just try to make it my own, emulate it in some way and see what, what new you can create from it. Um, what are some of like Denzel's nuances that you like kind of took and kind of altered it to like fit your acting style? Um, his tonality, I think just the way he plays with tonality with his emotion mm -hmm. in every scene, uh, especially his lower register when he seems very calm in high energy situations or tense situations. He always has this, this calmness, this control about him. And yeah, I think that's something I definitely constantly strive to just emulate and, and perfect and work on. Can you talk about like some of your earlier roles and your auditions? What was that experience? like for you um earlier roles and auditions uh i mean it, it was obviously we were going in person not like the world today now where everything is self-tapes but man I, I feel like those those earlier ones were just a lot of fun i mean i kind of found my way in through acting through music i played a lot of instruments as a kid and i kind of used that as a way to segue to acting because when they when they cast kids back in the, those days they really wanted people that actually played instruments and really knew what they were doing and i mean to this day i guess that's still true yeah, it was just a it was just a process of going in, auditioning, hoping you get the callback at the callback, do the same thing, but better kind of work it with uh, with the producers and, and the casting people that are there with you. And uh, yeah, it's just been that over and over. Kind of the, the repetition of crafting the audition is really the job after a while. To date, was is Westworld like the biggest um, show that you've been on? Yeah, I, I think definitely as far as critical acclaim goes, yeah, Westworld it was definitely the biggest show I've been on. And size of of the sets and, and stature, just the way we were shooting, night shoots every night. I mean, it was it was an incredible experience. I still really hold Westworld and, and the people from that shoot, that entire shooting process, very very close to my heart. Yeah. How did you land your role in Westworld? That was uh, just another audition, and the amazing John Papsidera, uh put me through the producers. John and Lisa liked what they saw, I suppose. And, and luckily I was on set and yeah, it was, it was such a, such a surreal experience because I had watched season one and after every episode, I was like one through three, I was like, yo, this is an amazing show. I want to be on this show. Four through six. I was like, no, I gotta be on this show. But like seven through 10, I was like, no, I'm on this show next season. Like this is happening. I'm getting on this show. And it happened. And so that was just like to even be there was just an incredible experience. I think I, I pushed myself as hard as I could at that time to just level up to all these people that I admired and had been watching. Like I was such a fan of the world already that being actually in it was so, I don't know, it was just so easy to tap into because I, I felt it was real already. But yeah, that's, that was, uh, that was, that was John Papsidera, man. Thanks. Huge thanks to him. On Westworld, you had like an all-star cast. You had Jeffrey Wright, um, Dandy Newton, um, mm -hmm. like can you talk about what was it like working with um, with that group of um, of veteran actors and actresses? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeffrey didn't. Jeffrey and I didn't have any scenes together, but um, I got to see him on set, and he was he's just an amazing person, uh, incredibly skilled, focused actor. I mean, that dude is locked in one hundred percent of the time on set. Uh, Tandy is just a beautiful human. I mean, obviously an enormous talent, but I remember the the time we were spending on set together 
we were sitting there singing Mulan songs on a night shoot just to kind of like keep the energy up and, and keep us all awake. And yeah, she's just such a fun, lovely person. Like it was, I think that was the thing about that set is everybody you encountered was really great to work with from grips to the crew, to the PAs, to Jonah and Lisa, to the entire cast. Like there was, I don't think I have any bad experience. Everything was actually a great experience with every person that I had. And Jeffrey, like, he's a hell of an actor. And to me, like, he plays a good, good guy, but he's an excellent bad guy. Like, in Boardwalk Empire, I just want yeah. his character to die as soon as possible. Even, uh, I, like, I was introducing him as uh, Peoples and Shaft, and it's like... Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, I remember just, like, seeing how cold he could be. And just, I mean, Jeffrey's range is, I think, undeniable at this point. And, I mean, he's got Bond coming out this weekend today. Um, like Jeffrey just, he, he doesn't miss. Westworld is one of the like HBO's best shows that they had in recent memory. Like where would you rank it? Like against shows like Lovecraft Country. Ooh, ooh, that's tough. Because, man. because they're kind of similar. Yeah, there's, there's, there's yeah, a lot in of, a of isn't that? Yeah. That's a difficult question. Honestly, I think, I think Lovecraft hits personally, I think that that just that educated a lot of people on a lot of things that weren't necessarily widely known. I think the the fact that we're not getting a second season is sad, but the first season had such an impact and said so much. I'd really have to tie them, bro. Like I can't I can't really pick one or the other personally. I mean I love I love the world. I love everything that Westworld says and like how it relates to right now and everything that we're dealing with with the algorithms and our phones listening to us. And it's like yes a theme park can build this profile, but so can your phone. So can everything you interact with in today's society. And so I think there's different reasons it connects to me for diff, uh, for both of them. So yeah, it's hard it's hard to pick a favorite or, or, or rank them. I think they're just two amazing pieces of art that touch on today's reality. Like, do you think that the masses, they weren't ready for a show like, like Lovecraft Country because like they barely tapped the surface yeah. for what they were capable of? And I mean, I think that we just need more of that, more people just pushing the boundaries of what filmmaking can be. And I mean, as we know, we're seeing this huge boom in television right now where you're getting such amazing content from amazing writers. And there's really like, I'd say TV is almost competing with the box office at this point. And yeah, I think it just, it takes more people making boundary pushing shows and really not being afraid to let their art speak their truth to get more shows like a Lovecraft or like a Westworld. Do you see like a situation where like TV can like overtake the movie industry, kind of like Blockbuster and Netflix, kind of um, way like, like 10 years from now or 20? It's interesting. I, I, I mean, I don't know if it can ever take over. I think they can be like huge competitors in the sense of, of kind of having that same draw but I mean, you're seeing such a crossover where film actors are doing a lot of tel television now. And so they're really blending kind of this old idea that there was like film and then TV and that, that separation in it. And I think HBO is actually one of the leaders in that they've always kind of had the best television from Sopranos, to even Sex in the City, Entourage, like they, once again, they don't miss. But yeah, I think TV will always, or is, is gaining that draw. I don't know if they'll ever like, because I don't know with with streaming, I'm not exactly even sure how money runs that way. But I know people are making money off of it. But like with a box office, you know, 
there's fans going out there to the movie theater spending their money and yeah i think i think there's just a different approach I, i'm not sure if tv will ever win but they seem like they're they're vying for people's attention at a at a higher demand right now or at a higher rate just because people are banging out tv content there's so much tv out there right now so it's like if you find a good show or if you have a great show that can affect the masses like squid game as we're seeing right now then yeah who knows who knows what that can generate who knows if that can distract from the box office numbers because everybody would rather be home enjoying this long form show so i mean i think time will only tell how how that race will play out but i think it's definitely started and like you said there's so many shows out and so many and so many movies but for me like a genre movie that i think that that hasn't had like a big hit in years is like the basketball movies like yeah. for me like like he got game will always be king they had space jam 2 recently but that was like more for kids like they haven't had like a um a movie for us for us adults you know yeah. that hit the same way that he got game hit like back in the day he got game white man can't jump i would i would i would love to see the resurgence of the basketball the basketball film i mean shoot it was it was for the kids i mean it was for me at that time but even like mike that was just a basketball film that was fire at that time i think uh yeah i think it's time for another basketball film hey i'll do it i don't know if i'm gonna make a shot but like i said it'll look good <laughs> <laughs> all right can you tell us the premise of your basketball movie like what will your Ooh, movie be about my basketball movie and also who would you cast in it like which active nba guy would you cast in it i'm not gonna lie i would i would actually steal the premise from this nba 2k22 <laughs> just because uh i really like that premise I, mean, I might be a little biased to it but yeah that that kind of that that kid who's just fire who's made his way on youtube he's got the hype he's got the talent and he just gets that that push to actually declare go to college or declare for the draft make his way to the nba and become a superstar i mean i think seeing that on film would actually be amazing. I think the game is dope as well. You get to experience it moment to moment. You have that long form, that that true experience. But uh, yeah, film like that, fire. A part of me wants to see Kawhi in the movie for some reason. Oh, 100%. Like, I just, just want to see him. Kawhi, I, I would love to see him act. Yeah, I want to see him speak more, especially after uh, <laughs> after Drake's way too sexy video. I feel like Kawhi, Kawhi's starting to have some, to, some things to say. I want to hear what he's got to say, actually. He's a fun guy. <laughs> you know, which um, which current NBA player do you think would make a good leading man, you know, for like an NBA 2K22 type movie or even like a He Got Game type movie? I think uh, who would make a good leading man? I mean, LeBron already has Space Jam. He's already starting to pave the way for that. I'd say, I don't know, Russell Westbrook, maybe. Actually, Chris Paul. That's the final answer. Chris Paul. Oh, Chris Paul? Yeah, 100%. Let me see. I can see Chris Paul yelling yelling at the other actors when, when they mess up on the basketball <laughs> scenes. <laughs> Yo, that should be mad funny. <laughs> I mean, I think I think Chris would be Chris would be great. I feel like he's uh he's been doing all the all the state farm commercials. He's getting his acting chops up. I say, yo, Chris could Chris could lead a, a basketball film. And you know who else might be good? Devin Booker. Like I've seen him 
in that recent NBA commercial that they dropped a, a few days ago. You I know, see just his oh yeah, just the, his uh, presence alone. Yeah, the neighborhood joint. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. Actually, you know what? He did have a a smooth little role in that. I could possibly see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, there's a lot of remakes going on. Like, how would you feel? You know, someone out the blue decided like to remake a classic, like um, like White Man Can't Jump or or He Got Game. I don't know. Re- a remake, difficult. A follow up, an extension of more more understandable. I mean, I I think what Marvel has kind of done in everybody's mind with creating a universe is kind of this spinoff stories again. I mean, there were spinoff TV shows, but I think movies have now adopted that even more to where they can have this entire expansive universe where you can delve into every character's life. So a spinoff story in the same universe or a sequel to White Men Can't Jump, all for that. He got game. I mean, bring Denzel back. Yeah. Like, shoot. But um, I'm not opposed to it. I think I think you, there's there's a point when everything's being remade and and you can kind of lean with it sometimes or you can fight against it. I say if they want to make it, I'm for it. If you still want to make original content, by all means, the, there's, it's wide open because people have made doing remakes. So I'm pretty sure they're open and inviting to it. You know, I'm all for the um, the the original content because I just don't want them to like destroy That's a classic. classic. That's the thing is I'm not I'm not with a remake. I'm I'm not I'm not about the remakes. Like don't make something new again. A continuation. That's that's a completely different thing. People have ideas over time. But yeah, like what Wesley did, what Woody did in White Man Can't Jump, no one's gonna replace that. Don't don't try to recreate those characters. You know, I could see Caruso and like um and Zach Levine exactly. um reprising yeah. those those roles. See, in a continuation story, 100%. Yeah, I get, I get with that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe the kids, they're the, they're the kids of them. And, you know, they meet up and, and it's the same story or the same camaraderie, at least. And Caruso, he looks like a, like, um, a white man can't jump type of player anyway. <laughs> I mean, but he can. Yeah, I know he can. He said, oh, I know he can. (laughs) I learned my lesson talking shit to NBA players. Oh, yeah, I don't do it. On the court. I don't step near it. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I just, you know, I got a respect for him, too. I mean, obviously, it's not easy making it to the NBA, and it's not easy successful. Mm -hmm. You're being successful in the NBA. So, I mean, if you've you've worked to that point, I got nothing but respect for Mm -hmm. you, dog. Sure. What can people say? I, I was just fooling around with Cheryl Miller, Reggie Miller's sister, and like, you know, shit got real, real fast. <laughs> I'm like, Man, you got to, you got to be careful out here. You got it, boss. You got it, boss. You got it. Oh yeah, yeah. Once you get to that point, bro, it's, I don't feel like it's, a, it's any coming back. <laughs> so most recently, you landed a role in NBA 2K22 yes. as Ricky. Yes. Um, has being in 2K something like you always wanted to accomplish being an avid basketball fan? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I always wanted to be in a video game and immortalized in one. And I mean, just as a, as a kid that loves video games, uh, 2K for me was really special because 
my nephews and actually my niece, they all play 2K currently. And so I think when I when I knew that it came around, I was like, yo, I really want this just to be able to give this to my nieces and nephews and and be like, your uncle's in this like forever. You are attached to this. And actually, shout out to my boy, Kevin Miles, because he was in it as Jake from State Farm. And he ad libbed a scene and threw my nephew's name in it. And they kept it in. And I was like, man, I really appreciate that. So like he got his own little shout out in 2K. And I was like, I love that, man. Thank you. So, yeah, I mean, it was uh, definitely a childhood dream come true being in 2K. Aside from the My Career mode, like gameplay wise, what's your favorite thing about the um, 2K series? I like this, uh, the new neighborhood feature. I'm, I'm liking how the, how the neighborhood in the park works this year. Um, I, I like the trio or the, the three on threes. The three on three is a clutch. There's the instant matchmaking. You can hop in, match with three people. And I mean, if usually I've noticed that the people that are playing in there are usually good with teamwork. You don't, you don't get one. I, I haven't had many games where people are ball hard too much. I mean, like people work as a team and learn how to work as a team quickly. It's pretty dope. I like that aspect for sure. You know, are you happy with the praise that my career mode has, has received? Cause last year was pretty dope. And like, I haven't really got I really haven't delved into my career for the for 22 yet, but so far, like I've been seeing, you know, it's beginning, you know, you um, like universal praise. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've I've heard that it's it's been well received this year, and I mean, yeah, that makes me happy. Anytime you're a part of something that does well, it feels good. I mean, it's better than being a part of something that doesn't well, it does bad. So, yeah, I'm 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 very grateful to to have 22 get, get the acceptance that it has. I mean, it's a it's a different concept with the way they've done the story mode this year. I think it's, uh, this year, I think it's more integrated into the gameplay and furthering of the story rather than just like cutscenes. I think the interactiveness is is uh, is dope. And I mean, I hope they continue it. Did mm-hmm. working on 2K like kind of help you grow as an actor? 100%, 100%. It was like a... Uh, uh acting camp intensive i mean the the amount of pages you're doing a day is crazy and there's no there's no like changes in setup you're in a mocap suit the whole time so you're you're going one after the next and you just have to be prepared and locked in and gratefully chris papiernik the director is an incredible director his the notes that he gave uh have insurmountably changed my uh my craft my process and i've my career actually like like big shout out and thank you to chris because yeah he definitely helped me grow as an actor through this project when you play 2k like do you like actually play the actual game like with substitutions and everything or do you Um, just no i'm skipping substitutions man i want to get back into action (laughs) i'm i'm sorry yeah i'm i'm like hey Play it through for me. I'm I'm happy, cool, got mm-hmm. subbed out. I'm back in. I'm ready to play. I don't need a break. I probably do need to take that break, actually, because I could use the practice on, on the virtual court and on the real court. <laughs> you know, which team do you use in the game? Or Lakers. do you, like, play on randoms? Lakers. Oh, you, oh, use the Lakers? Lakers. But, but that's kind of like cheating, though, because, you know, okay, you're like the that. best team you can't in the game. Say that. You, can't say, you can't say it's like cheating if that's your team. I'm from L.A., born and raised. This is – it's Lakers. It's been Lakers since Kobe. I don't, I don't know what you want me to say. Mm-hmm. 
Like the real, the real ones play on randoms. He said the real ones. Hey, I I uh I'm not claiming to be a real one on 2K, bro. I'm 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 cool. I'm cool on 2K. I'm not great. I I ain't I'm not doing crossovers on everybody. I ain't going to the rim on everybody. I'm, you know, a couple nice threes. They might be wet. They might brick. We'll see. <laughs> you know, while while working on 2K, did you have to go through like a mini basketball camp while you was um, preparing for it or? Nah, so Ricky. Or was it just all incident? Ricky didn't play. So, I'm, I mean, Ricky's the best friend. He's kind of guiding MP through his career the entire time. So I just I just got to show up. I met LaCharles. We we had met earlier that year uh, for something completely different. And then we were working on this. And it was really just about our relationship. So once I got there, I was just kicking it with LaCharles and working. It was just thrown straight into it, yeah. Which 2K do you think is the best? Like, in my opinion, I don't think nothing will, will ever touch 2K11, the the one with MJ was on the cover? Mm, 2K11. Um, I was talking to Chris about this. I think it was 14, maybe? 14. Yeah, I think I like that one. 14. Who was on the cover on that one? KD, I think. Uh, I'm I can't trying to remember. remember, bro. I, shoot, do I have it? I might have it around here, actually. Uh, let me see if I can look that up. Nah, it's uh, LeBron. It's LeBron at oh, the oh. Heat. Damn, man, I don't remember that one. It's LeBron at the house doing the powder. All right, so like you've been in a lot of movies and such, like which one of your peers are like, are the best 2K players? And like, when you play, like, do you ever like play for money Ooh, or nah. it never got that serious for you? Nah, 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 nah. I know, I know uh, my sister's husband, my brother-in-law, he he plays for money. He's great at 2K. Um, which one of my peers? I'd actually have to say Kevin Miles. Homie I mentioned earlier, who uh, plays Jake from State Farm and is also in mm-hmm. 2K22, he is actually great at the game. And I've played with him a couple of times because we both got Xbox. And so, yeah, he he carries for sure. But nah, he's he's fire. He got, I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he has almost all the badges already. Like, he goes crazy in it. All right, so what do you think about the evolution of basketball games like over the last 30 years or so? Because, like, you know, people in our age group started with NBA Jam. Yep. So now we have um, NBA 2K. Um, NBA Jam was fun. I thought all the tricks on that game were, were super fun. Uh, I think the realism that 2K brings to it now is untouchable. I mean, I remember when they first started getting to the point when, uh, man, I wish I remember which year that was, but when you could start seeing the sweat dripping down like bead by bead, that was when I, I saw that they were just going crazy. And then I think gameplay has definitely increased year to year. They've just really, whatever they're doing technology-wise over there, they are beating the pavement and finding new ways to make the little stick movement so influential to what your, your player is doing in that moment. I think, uh, yeah, the realism aspect of 2K is, is definitely what I, I noticed as a difference to the older games. And what do you think about the legacy that NBA Live left? Because before 2K, Live was king, man. And yeah. like Live pretty much set the table I for what 2K is the, now. I wasn't in Live that much, bro. I was in I was in the uh, the streets. Oh, NBA streets? Yeah, NBA streets, bro. Yeah. That was what I was on, bro. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I missed the Live wave. But I mean, the, the, even to the way streets compares, I... I would love to see an NBA 2K Streets game. If they can make that work somehow. Facts, man. 
That would that would be wild. And I'm surprised they haven't brought that back yet. Yeah. Now that would yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows what's coming? I mean, with the way that they've done the neighborhood and the park, I could see them kind of segueing an aspect of the, of that into into the game. I don't know. You know I hope <laughs> it'll be dope if if they do integrate that into um NBA 2K just as they did with the WNBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll add like another dimension to it yeah like kind of like we were saying with movies just expanding that universe i think that concept can really be related to any form of media now like just creating a universe for whatever idea concept you're trying to get across and just expanding on you know ronnie 2k he's famous for you know giving out those famous ratings Mm -hmm. like i know you said you wasn't much of a player but if you could like which rating would you give yourself as a 2k player in real life in real life, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself. If we're being honest, man, I'm gonna say a 78 for defense alone. <laughs> that's oh all man, that's not too bad, man. That that's not too bad. I definitely seen worse at the NBA Celebrity All Star Game. So. Hey man, see that talking like that, you go, you go get some, some NBA players knocking at your door. If you played in that game, like how do you think you would do? Like, give me your stat line. Oh man, if I played in that game, I would train. I would, I would train for a year to to actually show up and show out in that game. Nah, I, I mean, if I'm being, if I'm playing right now, my stats are not looking great. Mm-hmm. I got, I, I got six points total in the game. Uh, hey, that's that. That's not bad at all for that game. I mean, <laughs> I mean, nah. I've seen some. I've seen some some all stars or some some celebs that can actually play. I mean, what did what did Kevin Hart get last year? Um, I think like twelve, something like that. There you go. That's a, that's a solid team effort right there. <laughs> See, he putting up shots. He double digits at least. Nah, I mean, <laughs> uh, I'd have like. 20 assists. I'm out here passing the ball. I can see the openings. Um, hey, man, they 20 assists. They got to make them shots, though. That's the thing. I, I trust I trust my teammates, you know? <laughs> if Kevin Miles is out there, I'm passing it to him 100%. Let's see. Shoot. I got, like, another 20 rebounds. I'm out there in the paint. Shoulders, shoulder checking everybody. <laughs> I'm jumping for every ball, man. I got that. Uh, I probably got like four turnovers. I ain't gonna lie, you know, it's not it's not the greatest, but you know, I think I I think I think I'd be a solid assist player in those games. I'd help whoever got MVP get MVP because we're gonna win regardless. All right, man. So I know you're a LA guy. Um, we spoke about this earlier, Ben, but I have to ask you: Lakers or Clippers? Lakers. Yeah, that's a, that's a quick, easy answer. And I'm a, I'm a huge Chris Paul fan. Uh-huh. Paul was at the Clippers. I love Chris Paul, but Lakers. <laughs> he should, but CP should have been a Laker, though. He should have been. He should have been a long time ago. Yeah. He, should, he should still be. I mean, he should have been this season. That would have been crazy. That would have been stupid. <laughs> I know. You know, me, I would rather have CP than Westbrook on the team. Mm. But that's just me, though. I mean, I, I can agree with that just because I'm a huge Chris Paul fan. So, yeah. But do you think Westbrook and LeBron could like coexist in the same backcourt because they basically ball hogs? 
Like they both uh, control the ball, so like I really don't see them. I mean, like coexisting. I mean, uh, I see, I see LeBron sharing a bit more in his uh, in his later seasons. I, don't I think. can see LeBron sharing, but like Westbrook. Yeah, I, but that's the thing. All, all, it, all it takes is one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Can yeah. they coexist? Yeah, I think I think if LeBron starts to just, uh, I mean, because he has kind of been passing a bit more. Um, yeah, I think they can coexist. We we can make it work. Like you're not gonna talk shit about the Lakers, bro. <laughs> just like, yeah. Hey man, you guys got my guy mellow, so like I'm yeah, rooting man. So me, I'm rooting for you guys. We have to get mellow a ring. Yeah, man, 100. I'm, I'm I'm happy. We got a, a crazy superstar team this year, so yeah, it's 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 gonna be. I think it's gonna be an interesting season. I mean, we're not gonna talk about these last two preseason games, but yeah, I, no one goes on preseason. Yeah. <laughs> And you guys got Kendrick Nunn too. That's another, you know, good piece for you guys. Yeah, man. I mean, I think I think this lineup this year is gonna go hard. As long as as long as there are little to no injuries. Cause and I mean, that, and that might be like their biggest obstacle. Yeah, because a lot of them a lot of them been in the league for a while, man. So it's like everyone's kind of prone to it at this point. So yeah, as long as there's little to no injuries, I think I think we, we can get another championship over here. You know, I picked you guys to go to the finals against the Nets, but you know, with um with Kyrie, he's on one. <laughs> like like for the Nets side, I really don't see that happening now. Interesting. I mean, I could I could see it being the Nets as well. I think uh I think Golden State's always something to worry about, but yeah. I think I think Lakers going to the finals. I think we winning it this year. The team is stupid, regardless. I don't I don't see any team really that can that can hold a flame to us this year, except the and, team injuries. <laughs> and how do you feel about AD? Because like dude is always hurt and like he's I heard, always out when the team needs him the most. I heard he was just limping at the second game, which does not sound promising. But um I mean We'll see. I mean, that's that's why I said, man, I think the, the biggest threat to the Lakers this year is just injuries. That's literally it. Cause they've all just they got wear and tear on them, man. I mean, they're they're legends, they're all superstars in their own right, but because of that, they've all got wear and tear. I think they have to play smart somehow, play hard, but not hard enough to where you injure in the body. Cause that's I think two people that, that go out and the whole season's gone. If that happens, at least at least you have Westbrook chasing triple doubles and um and rebounds and getting assists. That don't make sense. So Thanks. at least that's Thanks. something to look to, look forward to. No, hundred percent. I don't think Russ is gonna take it by himself though. I mean, if if two people go out, he'll be chasing them. But it's that's a <laughs> that's a uh, that's a LeBron move. No offense, but you know. <laughs> That's something that Bron does. <laughs> yeah. If Russell Westbrook could pull that off, that would be incredible. And I think that would, I mean, God forbid there's just anybody that goes out. We're just not even going to speak that. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not even going to talk about that. All right. Do you think this year's um, champion will have an asterisk because of the COVID and, and players, you know, being hesitant to get the vaccine? Like, do you think that'll play a big part in deciding, like, who wins the finals this year? Um. I don't know. That's uh, that's actually not even something I had even thought about, bro. I'm not even gonna lie. That probably will uh, affect it. I mean, if you got players that are essential to the team that 
don't get vaccinated, can't can't play. That's uh, yeah, that's definitely gonna affect it. Wow, I I really hadn't even thought about that, man. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, man. Just like Brooklyn and Kyrie, like like with them, they're finals bound. Without them, nah, they have to worry. I mean, they have to lean on James Harden to have a good game six or game seven, and we both know that's not gonna happen. Yeah, man. I mean, so, uh, I think this this COVID thing is really affecting yeah, everyone in the world. And yeah, we'll, we just got to see how this plays out, really. Do you think Kyrie's going to get vaxxed, like push push comes to shove? Um, I can't call it. I mean, everybody's entitled to their right and their decision. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't say he eventually will or won't. I personally don't know him. Uh, I know he he meditates and, and uses sage and Palo Santo, so he seems like a very natural kind of guy. I don't know. He might be very uh, sworn to his beliefs, which I respect it. You know, your guy, Andrew Wiggins, he recently gave in to the pressure that he, that he was receiving, and he got vaxxed after he did his research and um, and after he seen how much money he was giving up. So I think... If, if that happens with Kyrie, I think he'll eventually get it. Um, yeah, I mean time time will time will tell. All right, man. So before we go, like I want to play start bench cut with you. Like I'll name three things and you just tell me start bench or cut. All right. All right. First one is kind of near and dear to me is um NBA video games. Mm-hmm. So we have start bench cut, NBA jam, NBA live, or NBA 2K. Oh, uh, Start 2K, bench live, <laughs> uh, no, bench, bench uh, jam, cut live. <laughs> oh, all right. I thought you were going to go the other way with that one. Nah, yeah. All right. All right, so the next one is Lakers. So we have start bench cut, Magic Johnson, Kobe, LeBron. Uh. <sighs> Damn, we'll start Kobe. Um, Got to, man. Oh, this is tough. I'm gonna have to bench LeBron and cut. Ah, I can't. I can't even say it. Ah, that's tough. Yeah, bench LeBron, and cut Magic. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, and the last one is hoop movies. So we got White Man Can't Jump. He got game, and Hoosiers. Um. Start, he got game, bench, white man can't jump, cut Hoosiers. Definitely Hoosiers, because I seen them dudes play on the movie. I don't know if that was them acting or if that's how they played in real life. You know, I'm not the greatest player in the world, but I really think I can get five dudes from my neighborhood and, you know, and beat them. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why you got to make it look good. You got to make it look believable. <laughs> um, shoot, I put Coach Carter above Hoosiers. Oh, I forgot about that one. That's yeah. that's another that, good. Um, that one would have me stuck. I'd be like, I don't know. Right there, now, now you got a problem. <laughs> you know, Antoine Tanner, the bald dude from um from the movie, like he's a real legit hooper. I ain't even. I seen that. him hoop. Yeah, I seen him hoop in real life. I'm like, oh shit, dude ain't acting. <laughs> he said, dude ain't acting. <laughs> yeah, that's like a. Yeah. Also, the uh, the homie Chris Meyer and my boy Ken, mm-hmm. they could hoop. 
and do play like a teenager since I was a kid. You know, black don't crack, man. Black don't crack, man. Yeah, you just gotta take care of the skin. You know, oils, juices, and berries and, and whatnot. We got we got the concoctions. <laughs> All right, man. I want to thank you for coming on today. You know, I really enjoyed this dope conversation. Do you have any upcoming projects that you're working on? Uh, yeah, I actually just finished an episode of uh, NCIS Hawaii, which will be coming out on CBS on November 15th, I believe. But um, other than that, man, I was just writing writing some things that, that are close to the chest right now, but uh, everybody will see it once it's ready, for sure. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, dog. All right, man. Thanks again for your time, bro. I Thank appreciate you. you. I appreciate you.